Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to the free version of the Michael Savage podcast, and I'm going to keep it free for all of you. But there are many of you who would love to be able to listen to my show without any ads. I love ads, but many of you want to listen to the podcast free of ads. So we created something for you, a solution. We call it the Savage Premium. For less than the price of one flat, tasteless beer at your local bar, you can receive access to all of my podcasts going back years ad-free for just $3.99. That's at $3.99 a month. You'll get not only my ad-free podcast, but you will also occasionally receive access to material that is exclusive for members only, and I'm going to give you the list in a minute of what you've, what you've missed. You're going to get an occasional monologue from me, maybe a reading from one of my novels, sneak peeks of interviews before anyone else hears them, archive pieces dating back to 1994. Many things that come up, you're going to get exclusive access to Michael Savage material. Details can be seen on my website, michaelsavage.com, and if you want to join... All you got to do is go to glow.fm and search Savage Premium. That's glow.fm and search Savage Premium. Now, you will always have access to my free weekly podcast. I want to be clear about that. That's my promise to you. But if you want less ads and more Savage, join the Savage Premium Club today and never miss a spoken word of mine. It's glow.fm slash Savage Premium. You can find it on michaelsavage.com. And here's some of the stuff that you have missed so far. 
Michael Savage reading from his best-selling novel, Countdown to Mecca. My words, my voice. Savage reads from one of his lost journals, Fiji, 1968. Savage's first drive-time show, Hour One. My interview with the Jewish gangster, very popular. I uh, read from my first written, published article, Who Was at the Helm, from 1965. It's heard nowhere but on my premium site. I read passages from my novel, Abuse of Power. Uh, we replayed Fat Al's Tuna. My Savage show from 32494, the earliest show in the archive, 32494. My interview with Donald Trump from 110-2011. 110-2011, while Mark Levin was mocking him and Sean Hannity was mocking him uh, and the others were mocking him, I was interviewing Trump. Much more. And remember, subscribers also get ad-free podcasts every week. The cost is less than a beer at a bar, and you get a better buzz with, with the Savage Premium. So go to, go to glow.fm slash savagepremium for full access to ad-free podcasts and exclusive sound you'll not hear anywhere else. Thank you very much. All right, welcome to the Michael Savage Podcast. This is a unique one. I mean, they're all unique, but this is uh, kind of different because what you're about to hear I recorded as a YouTube live stream because it was a monumental day for myself and Western civilization, which happened to have fallen on the very same day. What happened was this that day that this was recorded was a jewish holiday called shavuot now hold on if you're christian and you're a fundamentalist christian you know what that was it was a day that commemorates the giving of the ten commandments to moses on mount sinai that's the holiday called shavuot and it occurred 3335 years ago that day but on a personal note a major american research library had sent two of their library executives to my home to gather my manuscripts and archives of my entire life's work, which will be going to a permanent collection in, the, in that library. And they both fell on the same day, which to me was a monumental day for myself and for Western civilization. Please listen as I captured this significant moment and recollected on some memories you may never have heard before in this savage life. Thank you for listening. Share it with 10 others. I'm Michael Savage. Michael Savage, a host like no other. So today is a very special day. Two archivists from a major American research university were here all day packing up my archives, of my literary archives going back to 1965. It's a long day. It's a very special day in American Western history because today 3,335 years ago on this day 3,335 years ago those of us who are Jewish and Christian know what happened we don't care about the crazy left they're insignificant to us they're just basically insignificant communists who will disappear while we'll still be here and so will our descendants and our belief system 3,335 years ago, as I said to you, on this day, Shavuos, what happened? Fundamentalist Christians understand this. Most Jews don't even know what it is. Only the religious Jews who are mocked by the vermin, the degenerates, the perverts, who are destroying civilization as we know it. But I told you the tide has turned. God sees the truth but waits. The people saw the truth and they've turned on them. 
the vermin have been turned on. They don't even know they're going to get hit with a tidal wave soon. They're going to drown in it. They're going to drown in their own filth. 3,335 years ago today, Shavuos, God spoke to Moses and the assembled Jewish people at the foot of Mount Sinai, and he gave them the Ten Commandments. That's the day. Now, what's significant to me as a person is not that it's a holiday called Shavuos and this occurred. What's remarkable to me is that on this very day where we celebrate the giving of the Ten Commandments, something happened in my life by chance. I didn't select the date. It just turned out to be this date. All of my writings going back to 1965, which I have carefully collected, selected, sorted, all of my writings, all of my broadcasts have been carefully stored, collected, and the two archivists came here from the university. And in some of these boxes, you will see, they have to come back, there was so much material. This is the digital file, and there's manuscript file, there's other files that you haven't seen. These are my carefully annotated botanical journals of the years I was collecting plants, carefully annotated by a common name, Latin name, and the uses of the plants. These are going to be given to the herbarium that took of my plant specimens. What's remarkable here, there's so many rem remarkable things from my point of view, you know, it's hard to talk about yourself in the first and third person, but that's what I'm going to have to do. Those of you who are scholars understand what this means. Here, for example, is a manuscript typed in the Tongan language of plant remedies that was given to me by a woman before she died of her plant remedies through the king of Tonga at the time who introduced me. So these are not going to this research library. They're going to the botanical museum that took my plant specimens. That's where they will be going. That's where they will be going. And that resulted in my first master's degree, ethnomedicine in Tonga, which would have been a, a first-rate PhD for anyone else. But it was okay. I then went on to do another master's and then a PhD. It's okay. I've done a lot of stuff in my life. And uh, then there were things that I didn't want to give away immediately. Things like this picture of Allen Ginsberg, Lawrence Ferlinghetti, and I in Hawaii. And this was done by me, 22972 Ginsburg, me and Ferlinghetti at my house in, in Manoa. No, not in Manoa, where it was, I forget where it was. It was near the Chinese cemetery that I lived uh, at the house. They were on the way to Adelaide, Australia to an arts festival and they stopped and visited with me. And as you well know, there have been perverts who have misinterpreted and tried to disrespect me with lies about what occurred. Nothing occurred at all. But this is how smear artists work. Now here are, I'll take you downstairs in a minute. This is, these are radio related calendars that I kept meticulously going all the way back. Now they're not going to this library. These are the, the radio notes. It's hard to believe, but I've very carefully protected my legacy and my memory for people who are much bigger than people in the journalism business. And um, today is the day it occurred. 
So here were family movies and here were things I didn't give them. The Savage Nation in my time, best of Savage Nation, honor thy parents, the fifth column, crack pants, liberal talk radio, if the Democrats win my first car in my time, things like that. I haven't decided what to do with those. But I want to take you in another place before I sign off for the day. This is just one of my places, my paintings, not my paintings, paintings I have in my collection. I'll do that another day. It's not about paintings, it's about the written word. To the Hebrew, the word is the deed. In here, indeed, is another deed. These are all of my audio broadcasts going back to 1994. Some of them are on audio cassette, if you can believe it. Radio shows on audio cassette. <laughs> these, these were tapes that were used in the radio business, and those of you in the radio business knows, know what these are. The, these were, I forget what they even called them. You plugged them into a machine in the radio studio in 1994 when I began. These are going to go to another library at another major research institution. Here are movies and such, such that I have to decide what to do with. 96, 94, before many of the trolls were even born. 99, 96, 96, blah, blah, blah. So here we are. These have to go to yet another place. And some of them, as I said, are on a thing called a cassette. These are cassette with rappers describing what the show was. For those of you who are interested in, in, in such things. And so these have to go yet to another place. As you can see, I'm an inveterate collector of things. In passing through this room, this is a Tibetan object that has a story attached to it. It's a femur bone, a human femur bone. I know it's eerie. It's a human femur. And uh, it was made into something or other by the Tibetans. You can see this. Maybe someone out there knows what this is. And I had it so many years ago in a house in Fairfax, California, when I had a dog called Bandit, the wildest border collie that ever lived. And he got his teeth into it and clawed it. He jumped through a window and ate it, ate a piece of the human bone. Crazy, huh? And these are the wheels, the Tibetan wheels, the prayer wheels that I picked up years ago. So far, they still are here. And those are all the radio shows. And these are some memorabilia from the radio years that I have not done anything with. Look at this year. God, Laura Ingram, Dornan, Bortz, Imus, and Savage. Radio on the right. Incredible. So it's a big day for me. And uh, kind of dizzying, dizzying. And I'm going to go downstairs with you for a moment and see if I can reverse this again. There we go. I'm going to walk downstairs and show you something else, and then I'm going to sign off. But remember now, the significance of this, to me, day that Moses received the Ten Commandments from God on Mount Sinai, am I a megalomaniac? Probably like all creative people. We think we're more important than we are. Believe me, I have enough humility to understand both the significance and insignificance of this. My journals, handwritten journals, my notebooks the thing that i didn't get to so they have to come back they thought they could do it in this one day this is the not the first visit there are so many manuscripts here that i started that didn't finish those of you who bought countdown to mecca these are the original manuscript pages
And then those are the TypeScript pages for those of you who understand literature. D divining the <laughs> underground stream. Countdown to Mecca, those of you who read the novel. It was a bestseller on the New York Times list. You wouldn't know it if you live in San Francisco. Here they only were interested in, uh, let us say, other things. Here's a, a file that's fascinating to me from Survivor about a nuclear story, nuclear attack submarine. And I wrote part of this novel and I put it on Kindle. For those of you who want to know more about it, it's on Kindle. Only a few hundred people ever downloaded it. But it was a very interesting story about nuclear testing in the South Pacific. I have so many things in here to share with you, but I can't do it all right now. What's this? I can't go through every piece. There's too many things. It's overwhelming me. Today was one of the most overwhelming days of my life. That's a poster of one of my books that was a best-selling book. So the, the archivist said, Michael, you're in a collection with Mark Twain. You're one of the most important Western authors that ever lived. You should know that. And she said, we certainly appreciate having your material. Now, here's a radio studio that I used for years in this location, which I occasionally still do a podcast or a YouTube from up here. But before I go, I don't want to keep you too long. God, it's, it can't be five o'clock already. I need a drink. What a long day this has been. This is like the psychedelic painting that my friend had done. He's a pretty famous artist now. This was the hippie age. And... uh Goes with large journal, Fiji sketchbook. This is what I was in 65 with my own drawings. But I did a box of things that I wasn't giving them like this. Let me tell you this story. This is an interesting picture. I wasn't sure I wanted to give it up. I thought maybe somebody else would want it. That's me. I got my job through the New York Times Science Consultant in 1967. In those days, the New York Times was running these ads in subway cars and all over the place. And they'd find a different career person, teacher, doctor, architect. I, I you know, I was a self-promoter then, and I still am. I mean, I acknowledge it. I'm proud of it. It's how you survive in our world. The age of the humility is way over. So anyway, I said, you know, blah, 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 I'm a science consultant. It's interesting. That's who I was in 1967. For better or for worse, that's what I looked like. Nice head of hair on me. Anyway, so this picture wound up on, in every subway station going into Manhattan. As the train shot by, you would see this picture on, on the walls. I didn't get paid for it. I was just looking for exposure. So that's when I met my wife in 67. She said, when I was going to work, she said, the train on every station, there was your face staring at me. She said, how could I say no to you? <laughs> I told that to the librarians today. So I said, I can't get rid of this picture. So I, I kept that for now, right? So here's another picture I want to show you. I'm not going to do more than this today. Here's an interesting picture of my years at Berkeley when I was into my Berkeley professor look. And it was done by uh, 1981 Chris Felver, right? I could work for Bernie Sanders with this costume. Uh, it's a gr very good photograph, very revealing. But I'm the same person inside that I always have been. That's the thing to remember. I didn't change when I went into radio. I'm the same person. Do you understand that? I didn't change my politics. The politics of America changed me. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. There's so much more. Oh, there's stuff that they didn't take. She said they're three-dimensional. I had a friend, a wonderful man in the early days. 
1999, Herb Sokol, he died. He was a tank guy and he worked, he, he, he fought his way to Germany on a tank with Patton. And he loved me. He was this big, gigantic guy, Herb Sokol. We loved him. And he gave me his bronze star. I said, Herb, I'm not a military guy. And he put this together for me to Michael Savage, the original compassionate conservative, on behalf of all your dedicated listeners for your fearless declarations of the truth on the Savage Nation on the radio. The Bronze Star awarded to Herbert L. Sokol, PFC, 115th Infantry, 29th Infantry Division, for his military exploits during the assault on Julich, Germany, February 22, 1945, is hereby gifted to Michael Savage as his inheritance. Can you believe this? Thank you, Michael Patton Savage, Herbert Sokol. Herb's long dead. He died a poor man, but he was a rich man. We loved him very much. And this was given to me to the Savage Nation, the Golden Shovel, for the Hollywood, and they list, listed a lot of the things they love from the shows. And this was another thing given to me, uh, Lucky Horseshoe by one of my listeners. God, 1997, right? So there's some things that are not gonna be given to anybody at all. I don't know what I'm gonna do with them, to be honest with you. I, I really haven't figured it out. So these are some of the things I wanted to share with you. Here's a, here are the notes for a, a Savage documentary that I'm currently going to be working on, which is a documentary of my life. Opening scene, pelicans skimming, skirting the bay. Overlay, father in antique store. Russ as infant in Janet's arms, Maui. Well, there's too much here that's personal. And I'm gonna be working on a documentary shortly with some people. 30 minutes of a documentary were already shot by a Hollywood filmmaker who's pretty famous a couple of years ago called Boy in the Basement. For those of you who went to some of these events, you may remember this. Michael Savage live, name him and shame him, Saturday, November 4th, 2000. Marin Veterans Memorial Auditorium, doors open. That was a great event. That's what got me banned on the list because I named and shamed Hillary Clinton for her disgusting crimes against America. She never forgot it. I'm lucky I only got banned in Britain. Now here's a book that you don't know about that I wrote, may be familiar to you. It's not even available anywhere. That should be a real winner today in Berkeley. The Death of the White Male. Hell of a book, very important. And here's a list of my writings that they took, copyright forms that they didn't take, medical, forms, medical records they didn't take. Sketch that somebody did of me a number of years ago. It's pretty damn good. So there's things that are straggling that they did not take for the library, for the permanent collection. These are the empty boxes that they left. And here are my diplomas that I wasn't, I, I don't know, I, I didn't feel comfortable giving them away right now. They wanted them broken out of the frames. My doctorate, my PhD. There was a degree awarded on the way to the PhD, a thesis thing. Then there were two master's degrees in real subjects for a real scientist. And I don't know what to do with these things. What do you do with this stuff? Commonwealth Club. That's when I did Beware the Government Media Complex. Oh, God. You have to look at your life. It's really hard. Queens College, first degree, Bachelor of Science. I'm very proud of all of them. I worked so hard for them. That's when degrees meant something. Outstanding Science Books for Children, 1976. 
This is when a degree meant something before it was polluted because of affirmative action and had to give dummies degrees in nothing. Every one of my degrees was published either as a dissertation or as a book. In fact, one of them became the first book ever published by the United Nations. It became Secrets of EGM Medicine. For those of you who came to this event, this is part of the thing. Tuesday, October 2019, the University Club of San Francisco. Remember that event? That's a great event. 6 p.m. dinner with Michael Savage, Black Cat Bar. It was a great night. Ooh, I got a heart attack a few months, a few weeks after that. It was so stressful. But then there's things I didn't give them, like I found notebooks that I kept with notes in them. Can you believe this? She said, well, I'll go through them, make sure there's nothing in there that you don't want us to have, that in archives don't want us. To. These are my notebooks. I remember them very well. There's, look at this, notes and people's names and stuff. God, back in the 80s, 70s, with, again, notes. I, was, I didn't stop writing. Now, these are all of my... Eight millimeter movies that have been transferred into a, some bigger digital file, thank goodness. Remember eight millimeter movies? All of them go all the way back to the 1960s. Dad in his store all the way through, Fiji and all of that. But they took a disc, a digital version of that. Well, I've shared with you what happened with me today. And I'm going to have a drink right now. I can't believe the time already. And... Uh, it's pretty amazing. What are my feelings? What do I want to share with my YouTube and my audience, my loyal audience? <clears throat> How do I feel? Do I feel empty? Do I feel full? What's it like to be 81 years old who thought he would die at 30, then thought he would die at 40, then thought he would die at 50, and so forth and so on? And here he is, still chugging along. These are all my best-selling books. Mock me if you will, but you'll never take this away from me. Every one of the covers of my best-selling books are framed here. Pretty interesting stuff. Truthfully, it's, deep, it's kind of sad in a way. There's a ship model with a story. It's called the SS Marie. It's been with me since 1975, which I bought this in Boston, Massachusetts, in an antique store. This thing came with me all the way to Hawaii. It lived in Hawaii. It came back to California when I moved here in 74. And uh, the reason it's in a glass case is because it was the wild 70s and we had a house party and some Israelis came over with some kid who was out of control. And he broke all of the rigging on the ship. He thought it was a violin to play with. He broke them all. It looked like the ship had been through a storm. It was shocking. I found a man who could still rig models at a museum here in California. He re-rigged the ship and then I had a case built. So some kid from Israel could never do this again. There's other things. I, I can't do the art collection right now. I want to finish up by looking at the view with you and uh, tell you what I feel like and where this is at. These are very interesting food dogs from the 1600s and I, in, in, uh, in China. Food dogs were considered bourgeois by the communists under Mao and they destroyed them all. These were hidden in jars and smuggled out of China. They're really rare. But you have to understand art to understand what happened under the communists. They started banning art that they considered bourgeois. Then they killed all the dogs. Oh, that's coming to America too, from the occasional cortex, Bernie Sanders wing, all of whom should be arrested before it's too late. Rounded up and arrested every one of them. Well, I think that's all I want to say. This is the view from my hidden location.
Hear the birds? Savage likes tranquility more than anything on earth. And the sun finally came out. I started writing in 1965-ish, maybe earlier. 63, I don't remember when. And I've kind of kept everything. Not every scrap of paper, but close to it. I would think, well, one day someone's going to want this. One day someone's going to archive what I wrote. One day some scholar's going to see the struggles of a writer. One day someone's going to care. But where's that day? Well, it could be today, but it's not today. It's going to go into a library in a major research institution. And the truth is, we don't know what the future will bring. Maybe, maybe a scholar will say, who the hell was this guy? He started as a poet in New York. He then became a writer who was unpublished, teacher. Then he became an ethnobotanist, a significant one at that. His work was published. Then he wrote books on nutrition and health and herbal medicine. They were well received and they were very important 20, 30 years ahead of their time. And then in the 94, he goes into talk radio and he becomes a huge sensation. And now here it is. How does time pass? What is time? 2013? And I'm looking back on the radio career? And I'm now a podcaster and a TV guy on Newsmax TV? Where, where does this end? When does the merry-go-round stop? Round and round it goes. Where it stops, nobody knows. But the days I don't feel like going on, all I can think of is keep going on. Keep on going on. On and on and on. Because God wants me here for something. At least I believe so. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. So today, I'll close with uh, me. Today, there we go. Sun on the face, background. Why has God kept me here for so long? Many of you have bought my books. You listen to my radio shows. You listen to my podcasts. What am I doing that's so important? I don't know. But I'm doing it. Just doing it is important. To show you that the will to live, the will to go on, despite every obstacle imaginable, which started with affirmative actions so that could put morons into the universities, was luckily for me, put me into the other positions I was in because otherwise I would have just been an ordinary professor who would have been destroyed by the vermin in the, in the university. So many great people are being decimated by these incompetent communists. So God has steered the ship every step of the way without my knowing. There's a silent hand on the wheel of our life, right? So tune in to God. Tune in to the great spirit. If you don't believe in God, it's your problem, not mine. But again, I'll close where I started 3,335 years ago on this day called Shavuos, God gave the Ten Commandments to Moses at the foot of Mount Sinai. And that is what has sustained Western civilization ever since. And look what happens when you take the Ten Commandments and throw them away. Boys don't know if they're girls. Girls don't know if they're boys. People who are drugged think that they're more sane than people who are not drugged. Those who want to destroy think that they're creating. Those who are creating think they're destroying. Some of us know what's going on. And we're going to keep going on 
and our legacy will keep going on and on and on because of the institutions of Western civilization, not limited to Western civilization, certainly. Remember that there were great libraries in Egypt until Egypt converted to Islam and then the library, the great library in Egypt was burnt to the ground by the Muslim fanatics. Just as the Bernie Sanders wing of the Democrat party is burning America to the ground, they are the terrorists of our time. Never forget that I know history and those who don't know history better learn history real fast because their history is being erased. Do you know which library was burnt to the ground by the Muslim fanatics when the Egyptians were forcibly converted to Islam? One of the first thing they did was erase Egyptian history by burning the library to the ground. You don't know that. They'll deny they did it, but it's a part of history. And they want to burn our libraries to the ground right now. Don't let them do it. You say, why do I stay here? I'm not in San Francisco. Here's where I am. I rarely go over the bridge. I rarely go over the bridge. I live in nature. I try to stay in nature. And I'm going to close again by saying today is great. God is great. God is great. Alexandria, you got it. The library at Alexandria was burned to the ground by the Muslims. Just as Alexandria occasional cortex wants to burn our Western civilization to the ground. She is never forget. She's a domestic terrorist, in my opinion. Not white supremacist. She's a brown supremacist. Never forget that. Supremacists come in all colors, all flavors. There's white supremacy, there's brown supremacy, there's black supremacy, there's Asian supremacy. She's a brown supremacist, a danger to our society. Bernie Sanders is a Jewish supremacist, but he's not even Jewish. He hates Jew Judaism. He's an enemy of Israel. So you can't call him a Jewish supremacist. He's a Marxist through and through, a communist, Maoist. He'd burn you to the ground if he could, in my opinion. So that's it. That's my sermon. I've gone on too long. What's going to happen is this will stay on YouTube until we take it down and turn it into a podcast like we did with my last heartfelt messaging. This is a really big one because I've showed you the inside of stuff. What beautiful weather. Thank God the weather turned good. 3,335 years ago today on Shavuos, God spoke to Moses and he gave him the Ten Commandments, which I try to follow. Orthodox Jews have 333 commandments that they follow. If I can make the Big Ten every day, I'm lucky. That's all I can say. I'm no holy roller. But remember, without a compass, a ship at sea gets lost. Our compass is the Torah, the Ten Commandments. It's simple as that. And if you don't have a compass, what you wind up with is what the left is doing to America. They don't know where they are, and they're very destructive, and they want to tear us down with them because they're lost. They're lost souls. You need a compass. Those Ten Commandments are the compass. So look at your compass. Try to follow it. My name is Michael. Call me Ahab if you want, which is a joke for those of you who know what my reference is. What's my reference? Call me Ahab. You know what that, right? Call me Ahab. No. Call me Ishmael. Call me Ahab. Call me Moses. Call me Michael. Just remember... There's a guide up, God upstairs who's guided this earth to this point, and he's not gone yet. And God sees the truth but waits. I'm Michael Savage. I see the truth and I've never waited.
thank you very much for paying attention to this. 3,335 years ago on this day, Shavuos, God gave the Ten Commandments to Moses. Don't call me Ishmael. Call me Moses. I'm a direct descendant of Moses, going all the way back in the lineage. I have a spark of his divinity in me. And you know what I've been doing lately? When I am walking on this earth, I say to myself, what would Moses do? I don't know. What, what would Moses do if he were me? He is me, I am him. We are all one. I'm Moses and Moses is me. As much as I'm that bird up in that tree, Teddy's up here by the way, he's buried on this hill. My little Teddy. My little spirit guide is buried right up on the hill. That'll be another day. Good night. God bless America. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and you'll learn something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? Please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.